Talk Medicine is a paid medical program which does not reflect the opinions of the management and staff of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. Welcome to Talk Medicine, brought to you by West Michigan Pain and West Michigan Surgery Center on News Radio 1460, 107.7 WBRN. I'm Rob Bennett, and our guest today is Dr. Junasia from West Michigan Pain and Matt and Craig from Vertiflex. And today we're going to learn about the Vertiflex procedure. And Dr. Junasia, if you could explain what the Vertiflex procedure is. But Vertiflex is a very um, minimal invasive intervention, primarily used for symptomatic spinal stenosis. What does that mean is um, uh, there's a small titanium implant, which is of a size of a dime, which is inserted between the spinous processes in that area, target area where the nerves are getting pinched as a result of diminished size of the canal in the spine, whereby when you walk or active, that space is not enough and the pressure goes on the nerves and then the pain goes down in your legs and you have to stop and then take rest and walk a little more. That's called a claudication pain. And this device is not inside your spine, is outside the spine, between the spinous processes. It distracts the space where the nerves are coming out, thereby prevent the pinching of the nerves when you walk. And this is a groundbreaking <clears throat> procedure, right? Well, prior to this, uh, the intervention has been where you have to remove the bone. Now, there have been some minimal invasive interventions prior to that. Uh, for different reasons, they have not really clicked and and not in the market. But if you have spinal stenosis, by spinal stenosis means the choking around the spinal canal and the nerves. So there is only ways to remove the pressure over from that spine is by removing the bone. And removing the bone means removing the part of the bone called lamina, and that's called laminectomy. Uh, and then uh, once you remove this bone, you may have to remove the facet joints where there is a pressure over the canal as the nerve comes out. Now you are removing a lot of bone and either you can leave it alone like this and subsequently you will probably develop some type of instability of the spine and you have to fuse it. Or a lot of times when you remove so much bone, you probably fuse it at that same time. Mm -hmm. So the surgery becomes very large. And then you have a post-operative surgical complications, and over time you develop degeneration of the disc above and below, and subsequent stenosis above and below, and other issues. So the surgery becomes so large that there are a lot of patients who are actually who need the surgical intervention are not able to do because of the extensive surgery. And if you are 75 years, 80 years, you have multiple comorbidities, other issues going on, you may not be able to get that surgery done. And then complications are quite a bit. So the alternatives have been pretty significantly extensive. And uh, <clears throat> so now this intervention, which we are talking about, how it has become a groundbreaking, which I think is because of the minimal nature of the intervention. You are actually not doing anything in your spine. Like you're not removing the bone. You're not doing anything major intervention at all. You're not even going in the, inside the spinal canal. So you are actually staying outside the spine and between the spinous processes, which in the 
posterior part or the back of the spine and you're trying to put this dime-shaped titanium implant inside between these two spinal processes and distracting the spinal, the spinal canal. And also when you try to move the spine, the space between the spinal canal is maintained so it doesn't go down, especially when your spinal stenosis you cannot even straighten up. When you try to straighten up, the spinal canal diminishes and then you have pain. Now here it prevents that compression of the spinal canal. So outside the spine, minimally invasive, no removal of the bone, minimal bleeding, 25 to 30 minutes procedure, which can achieve similar results as a major spinal intervention done, I feel is a groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. And then how long is the recovery after that? Well, because you're doing such a little intervention, you're not removing too much of a bone. Recovery is right away. I mean, you may have some discomfort at the surgical site for a few days or a week or 10 days. Uh, we definitely want you not to doing too much activities at during the time or lifting stuff. But other than that, uh, you're pretty much able to walk and start doing activities right away. And the size of the incision is, I think, half an inch. Wow. And you do the procedure right here in Big Rapids, right? Yes, we do the procedure right here. So, the, you know, it's not like you're having to fly off to New York or get into Hollywood and go on the Bionic Man or anything like that and get all the bionic things put in there. When I grew up with a child of the 70s, so the bionic man, you know, he was the $6 million man, the bionic guy, and they put all these things in him and made him extra, extra happy and strong. <laughs> and this does do that, kind of, because, I mean, if you're in, you said, 75 to 80 years old and you're having this, this problem, this will help you out, and then you can go for your walks and things like that. Absolutely, yes. And I think it is done right here in Big Rapids, right here in West Michigan Surgical Center. Uh, in fact, that's one of the only places where right now we are doing in Western Michigan. Uh, and uh, it really does not require any significant uh, preparation prior to the surgery. You need to be healthy. You need to be not having any infection or any other issues going on. If you are able to get any type of minimally surgical intervention any part of your body, then you can get this intervention done. Um, obviously, there are certain things are there which uh, um, we need to find the right patient for this. And obviously, it's a surgical intervention, and uh, obviously, results are not guaranteed. But the nature of the procedure, the way it is done, it decompresses the nerves. The chances are there that you're going to do well. And another important, in, uh, um, which I believe, you know, when you do a procedure, let's say you, you do a major spinal procedure like spinal stenosis, and you put screws and plates and and you wish that I would have never had this procedure done. And and I can tell you that a lot of people I see wish that, but you cannot really do anything much about it. You cannot really remove it, you cannot reverse it. But this procedure, number one, is very significantly minimally invasive. And at some point in time, if you want to remove it, it can also be removed. Hmm. Um, so I feel that by the nature of reversal of uh, what you can do is actually a really, great asset for this intervention. Now, we're, we've talked about uh, lumbar spinal stenosis. Now, does this procedure, could it help with like osteoporosis or anything <clears throat> like that along the way? Well, osteoporosis generally does not cause pain. Osteoporosis means that you have your bone mass has reduced or the strength of the bone is not there. The calcium and other elements of the bone are not 
strong. So that's what osteopenia and osteoporosis is. But when it leads into compression fracture because of the bones are not strong enough, then you, that that compression fracture causes different kind of pain, which is a localized pain. And most likely they would require other interventions, including conservative treatment, bracing, uh, some injections if needed be, medication, and also something like a balloon kyphoplasty or vertebroplasty where we can put a cement in this, uh, in that vertebral body. And so that's a different kind of problem, totally. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a spine stenosis which is choking around the nerves and the tube which is in the spine. You know, you have to understand that there is a, the, when the spines are stashed, stashed together, they form a tube. And this tube, the spinal cord is coming down. And from there, the nerves come out at different levels, or in fact, every level of the spine between the two bones, which are stacked together. So we are talking about compression of these nerves, either into the tube, which is central canal, or the tube, which is on the sides with the nerve coming out. So we are trying to see how to somehow prevent the nerves getting compressed, how to increase the space in the spinal canal and the nerve if possible during certain position so you don't get the compression of the nerve and that is an issue because when you compress this nerve it generally happens when you walk typically it is called claudication pain claudication pain pain means that you get up you're a little achy pain and once you start walking you can walk a block quarter of a mile or half a mile different people have a different distances it's called claudication distance so some people may have a claudication distance of quarter of a mile and when they walk and then you start getting pain. Typically, you can have a farmer who can plow the entire 10 acres field, but he can have a stool every 100 yards and he can sit on the stool and plow that or take care of that part of the field and then go and sit on the next stool. So typically that what happens that you can actually have reasonable, no pain or minimal pain between these two distance points. And once you reach that point on 100 yards or 200 yards, you start having pain in your buttocks and in your legs, and then you have to sit down. You can do much better with the grocery cart or bend forward. A lot of people can walk further distance when they bend forward. When they bend forward, typically the nerves are not getting compressed as much, and you have more room around the nerves. But when you try to straighten up and you don't have any grocery cart to walk and you're walking 100 yards, you have pain going down the legs. And that's called a claudication pain Mm. that goes down in your legs. And we are talking about dealing with this claudication pain, somehow prevent the pressure on the nerve so that you can walk further distance than you were able to walk before. And is this primarily, this usually happens when you age as that is that how this happens or could it be an accident that causes this that you would need this yeah um, spinal stenosis by definition means that you have you can actually have congenital small spinal canal so you can born with uh, already a small compromised spinal canal and then you can have some arthritis build up in your time and then you can further become more symptomatic and some people have a degenerative process in their spine become faster and then they can have a stenosis some people can can have a trauma. They can have a trauma years back and the progression of the degenerative process is much faster in those. Or some people can have acute trauma like car accident and they can develop a potentially symptomatic spinal stenosis. 
And some people actually have a compression fracture, as you saw. And then over time, they can develop a central canal stenosis because of degenerative process around that area. So there can be different degenerative process, congenital uh, uh, reasons, or a traumatic reason which can cause you to develop this spinal stenosis. Mm -hmm. And we're talking with Dr. <coughs> Junasia from West Michigan Primary Care Partners. And what was there? What about clinical evidence? Well, cl clinical evidence uh, is that they had. It's it's a fairly new procedure, and uh, the there are certain trials and clinical data is available which is astounding. Number one is anatomically, um, it has shown that it increases the space around the spinal canal by distraction. Secondly, there's a data available uh, in a randomized prospective control, multi-centric study where what that means that um, a patient has been uh, selected uh, in different um, situations where it supports a 90% of the patient satisfaction after five years. It also shows 80% reduction in the lack pain after five years. So we are not talking about one or two years. Mm -hmm. now, the, in, spinal surgery is supposed to be a successful surgery if you have 50% or more improvement at two years. But we are talking about the data goes back to five years. And the 81% physical function sustained through five years. And, and this is typical with this element of vertiflex. Uh, we're talking about interspinous spacer. Uh, that is what has been shown by some of the studies here. And uh, then we have, um, for a moderate lumbar stenosis, this multi-randomized uh, prospective control multi-centric study, which was done in 29 U.S. cities all over, and uh, 470 subjects were listed in this study who had moderate spinal stenosis, symptomatic. And um, there were 24 months follow-up throughout the 60 months, and it shows that almost more than 95, 94% people had the retention of this with a positive outcome. And, uh, um, you know, in, in our experience, I, we have done since the uh, insertion of this uh, vertiflex in our practice, we have, I believe, around 8 to 10 patients. Um, and... Uh, Majority of the people are doing better to some extent. Some people have done extremely, remarkably well with this small intervention. So this is which I can say in my uh, practice. Um, so um, uh, there are significant amount of studies. Uh, in, in, as I said, is a developing specialty, and um, and a lot of studies are happening as we speak. Uh, but what I can say is that the by nature of anatomical changes what you're causing minimally, and that's preventing what causes the stenosis. Uh, I believe um, it should have a further studies done and excellent results. I'm sure about it in the future. Mm -hmm. And it, what about insurance? Does insurance cover this? Is it covered by Medicare or uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield? Well, Medicare covers that in, uh, it's a covered benefit for Medicare in all over the country. And uh, it covers the first level, it also covers the two levels. 
uh, of decompression and stabilization in vertiflex. And uh, so uh, it has been covering for us. And in fact, other, ma- other insurances also cover that in my practice. All right. Well, it's called the Vertiflex Procedure, and it's uh, and this is the only place in the West Michigan area that you can get this, right? Well, at this point in time, you know, we are the people who have started doing it, and 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 acknowledge that this is something uh, which will be. Uh, it's a great thing which we can offer to our community here. And that's at uh, Michigan Primary Care Partners in Big Rapids and at michiganprimarycarepartners.com. Uh, we'll be back with segment two and talk more and uh, find out more about the Vertiflex procedure with Dr. Junasia. Brought to you by West Michigan Pain and West Michigan Surgery Center on News Radio 1460 107.7 WBRN. I'm Rob Bennett, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> 